the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. It's another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. This is a second coming. This is a call to arms. Your finest hour won't be wasted, wasted. Live on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at nhsportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball, we pressure the ball, and most importantly, we control the tempo of the game. With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online. NHSportsPage.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, a New Year's Eve edition of the program, which we do every Saturday morning live on the radio ESPN New Hampshire. And we put it up on the internet, ESPNNH.com and NHSportsPage.com. Happy New Year, Dave Haley. Pete Terrier just hustling in here right now. Yeah, and I don't even have my headphones on yet. I know you got like half an ear working. Yeah. Well, well listen, I've been doing this radio show. What, is this five years we've been doing this? I'm used to the one ear thing. Yeah, no. I'm, <laughs> if I ever had you know, crystal, cloud, uh, crystal clear uh, sound in my ears, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So, no, it's okay. Yeah, we got Tim Glenday in here uh, producing the show. and uh, We got a good show. We got three guests, so this is going to be a good one. Who we got coming on today? I found out who's going to be on the show via Twitter last yeah. night, which was great. Yeah, Cole Etten's going to come on uh, for Bishop Brady. They're practicing at 10, so he's good enough to come on with us at 930. We have Cole on. Every year, we don't say his age anymore. Remember, he used to be twenty four. It's unnecessary. You won a championship. Won a title. You won a title. We don't razz you about your age. Jamie Hayes uh, from Newmarket, who's a I would call him a regular on the show. I think he's come on every single year for the five years. Uh, They had a real good week. Uh, I got a funny text last night from uh, Mike Rathgaber, the uh, head coach at Intellects. They uh, won the Farmington tournament, as we'll we'll talk about in a second, but. Uh, he beat uh, Belmont two weeks ago and then beat Newmarket last night. He's like, well, so Silly's on two weeks ago. Now you have Jamie Hayes. Like, so basically, whoever we beat, like, you're just going to have That's those right. people on the show. That's right. He's got to earn his way in. But yeah, now, so we'll, I'm sure we'll have Mike on the show this year, too. And then uh, Justin McIsaac returns from New York. He and I were bouncing around Christmas tournaments together last week. Uh, he'll be on at uh, 1030. So. And which tournaments did you go see? I was lucky enough to get to two tournaments. I wish I could have got to more. The storm on Thursday kind of messed things up a little bit for me. And for a lot of these tournaments, they had to, in some cases, move games around, like in Nashua. They actually played all the games in the morning. Uh, They're trying to beat the snow. Didn't quite do that, but it ended up working out. They got all the games in. Uh, But other tournaments, they just flat out canceled on Thursday and moved them to Friday. That's why we have a lot more games to talk about from last night. Yeah, and and I'll have on Monday morning uh, my annual holiday thoughts column which kind of just kind of goes over the entire state and uh, and we'll sit there and uh, kind of w- what we think, what we assess. And also on Monday as well, Justin McIsaac is going to have his top 10 uh, returns on Monday morning. And on Tuesday, 
will debut our scouting reports. I'm going to talk to coaches this weekend, break down six teams around the state of New Hampshire uh, using blank quotes. That's for our gold level and uh, premium uh, registered users. Uh, that will be every single Tuesday. We'll be breaking down six or even seven teams. So by the end of the year, we'll have blind scouting reports like we do for the semifinals every year for about 50 basketball teams around the state. So. And also, the uh, I was asked about it last night in uh, Nashua. Top 10 power rankings for oh, yeah. high school basketball. No, no. 15. Top t- 15, the power index. Next week. Next week it debuts. So uh, you Next got- week as in like Monday? Tuesday. I mean, I mean like next week, not like the week after. I'm still messed up. I've been basically kind of. Saturday. What do you think? I've mean? been basically on kind of vacation somewhat yeah. from my regular job. Dave, are we talking January 2nd or January 9th? Thank you, yes, Tim. That's what I think Thank he you wants Tim. to know. January 2nd. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're debuting it. Cool. Uh, so get me your ballot this weekend. Oh, and boy. then if you want to, uh, <laughs> all week- you have to do is put down 15. I know, but I mean, I, I got other things that I'm, that I'm doing. You know, I still, I'm still working. You can get me a list of 15 by Sunday night. I no. know you can do it. Uh, give me Monday, and I, and I can probably do it. To rank 15 teams? I'm telling you. You can do it during the break. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm real, real, real busy. Put a number one, put a period, and then put P-O-R-T-S-M-O-U-T-H. There you go. Now you only got 14 to go. All right. Thanks for the help. I appreciate it. All right. Why don't we get to the scores uh, from the games that were played last night? I, There's a couple of games on the scoreboard that were played earlier I got a bonus in the week. Uh, tournament uh, that I got in my head. Fine. So I'm glad. I, I, no, thank you for I doing this. I knew you'd have some stuff. Pete's the, Pete, Pete uh, is the unsung hero because he puts this together for me for the scoreboard every week. So, uh, so I appreciate it, buddy. And I usually stay up until like, you know, one o'clock in the morning, get everything, all the information. Information I can, and then I'll wake up at like six, and I'll get more information. But I think we only had like seven games on the on my uh, scoreboard from last night, so it's a eight. lot easier. We'll have eight. Uh, usually, though, during the regular season, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. forty, oh, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, that's why it takes twenty minutes. So, without any further ado, we'll get Dave Haley and the Beals Insurance scoreboard. Are you ready? The Beals Insurance scoreboard brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com. Timmy Goodridge is going to win ugly, and he does not. He will not apologize for it. Merrimack with a second consecutive Chick-fil-A National Holiday Basketball Tournament title. Are we going to have highlights of the South-North game on NA Sports page today? Is that the game we did yesterday? As say? soon as the I can push game? a button. Okay. Yeah, as I said, well, I'm very, good, very busy. I didn't even have time to, like, push People, the button. People, you're dragging Pete Terrier through the grind. Let the guy live. Uh, uh, Merrimack with a 40-33 win over Thornton Academy. Tomahawks outscored Thornton 8-0 in the fourth quarter. Tim Goodrich slow it up and grind it out. And I'll tell you what, I was <laughs> I actually it. at that game because yesterday on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on NHSportsPage.com, we covered the Nashua North, Nashua South boys game. And then I did a little girls hoop for you last yeah, night. I love We're going to have it on the website. That's awesome. Nashua North against Alvern in the Chick fil A Girls Championship that, yeah. game. Alvern did win that uh, over Nashua North. But I stuck around. I had to work last night, my real job. I had to go over to Chunky's and do a promotion for the UFC. Tim Glenday was talking about Ronda Rousey getting knocked out early oh, last know, night. Oh, my girl. I, I host events when they have the big UFC pay per views at Chunky's uh, for ESPN New Hampshire. So. I stuck around as long as I could at the championship game, that Merrimack Thornton Academy game, and then the fire alarms went off. Oh no! At midway through the second quarter, and they said everybody's got to get out. So everybody, 
had to leave the gym. So I just took all my stuff, packed it up, and I left. And I went over to Chunky's and, and did my thing. So I didn't get home till about midnight last night from that. But that was kind of an interesting atmosphere. You know, everybody wanted – you always want north and south in the championship game of that tournament. Got them in the consolation. They played in the semis. Yeah. Uh, they both got knocked off in the semis, and they played in the consolation game. We did get that game covered, but congratulations to Merrimack, two-time Nashua Chick-fil-A Holiday Basketball Tournament champions in only two years. They used to be in the Queen City, and Lebanon rolls in, wins the Queen City Basketball Invitational without K.J. Maddie. Really impressive. Graham Chickering was named the tournament MVP. I talked to him the other night after they had beaten Dover, and uh, he's become a really good facilitator for him. He, I'm going to cover all this. All of this and all over the state of New Hampshire in the holiday thoughts column that will be out on Monday. But he had 16 points in the final. They beat Trinity in the final 60 to 38. Good week for Matt Lemieux. Who made it to and the Trinity. finals? Trinity. They're there. Good all job. sophomores. So good job by Matty Lemieux uh, to get them there. Hopefully that's uh, something that they can sort of build on going forward. Uh, Lebanon beat Bedford in the semifinals and Trinity beat Manchester West. I spent, we're, we're going to get into this, but I spent pretty much the entire day at Manchester. On what was that Tuesday? <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You lose track. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, parts of uh, of three different games. I left before the uh, the Trinity because I had to go meet up with uh, my brother in law. It was his birthday, but I left before the uh, the Trinity game uh, over Memorial, which was an upset by Trinity. But anyway, so Lebanon wins the championship, sixty thirty. We're going to talk about all this. Capillary Holiday Tournament. Concord wins their first title since two thousand six. Matt Rowe, the MVP. Uh, they beat uh, Kearsaw 61-47. Tommy Johnson had 21 for Nate Camp's team. But Taylor Mathels held to only eight points in the final. So Dave Chase, congratulations to him. Conquer gets a nice title over there, 61-47. Uh, they already have a win in the books over Trinity in the regular season. They're 1-2. So um, something they can build on with Conquer. It's going to be tougher to make the tournament this year with 13, I think it's 12 or 13 teams getting in in Division One because it has to be 70% of the teams. But... Congratulations to Concord. They win that title. We'll get into more of that. The Lakes Region Holiday Tournament at Guilford. Belmont. Belmont has played five overtimes at Guilford High School this year. Wow. Three more last That's week. Right. That first game was double overtime, the regular season opener. Yeah, and this was triple overtime. They beat Kingswood last night of Division II, 60-53. Their second leading scorer went to the Celtics last night. Didn't go to the game no. and I, saw a 52-point uh, yeah, night yeah. by know. Isaiah Thomas. I saw the end I'd of say that. it was worth it. No, you go to your Christmas tournament game for crying out loud. My dad went on a cruise with my sisters when I was in high school. You think I went on the cruise? You think so I let played? me ask you this, though, okay? Yeah. That was one of the tournaments that they had to, like, push back yeah. a day because of the snow. That, so well, that happened. They probably got the Celtics tickets, maybe got them for Christmas. Oh, you go thinking, play the championship. Hey, we don't have a game that night. Oh, God. I'm We're gonna, going to the Celtics, gonna, probably your first ever game. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm Isaiah's going to score 52. I'm not going to get it. I'm not even naming the kid. I'm not getting an email from his mother either telling me about how, you know, please, just give me a break. This is what I feel. I don't blame the kid. my opinion. I don't blame there the kid. There you go. 50% of the people here think it's, you did the right thing. But Trevor Hunt scores 1,000 points. Earlier in the week, he had a huge week. Um, he and Zach Swanson both had big weeks. Uh, 26 points, 14 rebounds. Trevor's been terrific. So congratulations, Jim Silly, winning my Christmas tournament up in Guilford. Not my, I mean all Guilford people. He won our tournament. Belmont walks in and wins that thing. I don't remember Belmont ever winning that thing. So congratulations to Jim Belmont's off to a good start. Uh, the Mike Lee Holiday Basketball Tournament at Farmington. Justin McIsaac and I rolled in there last week. Uh, but last night, Interlakes with a 65-52 win over Newmarket. Jamie Hayes was missing a couple of guys because they went on vacation, uh, had a weekend away with their parents because of the cancellation. Again, but what Inter- are you going to do? 
But Interlakes is legit. We knew that already. Zach Swanson, and we're going to talk about this kid, 29 points. Ryan Kelly had 10, 8 assists and 7 rebounds. Uh, it was really fun seeing both those kids, and both of those kids had a big smile when I walked in. I got to talk to both of them. Uh, so happy for Interlakes. Uh, it's a good W over there. New market I was really impressed with. Uh, Tyler uh, Quintala with 19 points. Anthony Sensabaugh with 16 for New Market. I have a funny story about New Market, but we'll get into it later. But 65-52 is the final there, so nice win by Interlakes. Uh, Bobcat Invitational at Oyster River earlier in the week. Winnicott with a 62-44 win over a Cal Conley Les Spalding Raiders team. Red Raiders. 62-44, Liam Viviano, tournament MVP. Was Cal- Connolly sick? Yeah, he had a stomach bug. And I'm sure Timmy Cronin was like, look, you know, I, I talked to Jay McKenna the day of that game, and I'm like, are you guys going to try to win this? I mean, obviously you try to win, but, I mean, they, what happens to the regular season really matters. And so they had like, Seth Presventure playing point guard? No, I don't think Seth brought the ball. Back, he backed people in from 35 feet out, yeah. <laughs> Seth's kind of, he's not bad. Yeah. He's not bad. He is, he reminds me of Oliver Miller. Remember all yeah, of them, uh, that's a good. Just a real big yeah, dude. He's got. Who's a wide body? He's decent. You no, know, no. Jay's like, hey, this kid can play. So two more scores for you, real quick. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, Keen with a sixty forty two win over Smithfield, Smithfield, Rhode Island. How you doing, Dave? Uh, Jake Blaisdell, thirty points in the championship game. First title for the Blackbirds since two thousand six. So Keen and Conquer getting two thousand five. Sorry, getting their first uh, wins in some time. Keen and Conquered both. Uh, locker room member Logan Ganalis named the attorney. Gallinus. Well, you said Ganalis. Oh, I always go back and forth. Named tournament MVP. He knows who he is. Uh, Logan, uh, second leading scorer in Division One. if you go look at the scoring leaders. Mac Bonnie Lyles, 30 points in one game is the leading scorer in Division One in that one. And the other score that's not on here, but last night, Groveton with an 80-44 to win emphatically uh, over uh, White Mountains last night. Corey Gadwa, Dagan Lurvy, the whole crew had a big... It might be Dagan Paris. I mean, I, I think Dagan changed his last name, so I got to get him on that. But Corey Gadwa with a big tournament for those guys. Austin Les Prince. We're going to go see those guys soon. Another score from last night that I reported. Uh, Littleton beating up on Hanover. I can't remember the final score off the top of my head. Or it where like, it was. It was in Hanover. But what was it? Like the Hanover? Oh, I think it was like, yeah, it was the Hanover. The Valley yeah, but they don't have like a championship. It's just like a round robin. Okay. But Littleton uh, beat Hanover by about 24 points last night. So Division night. 4 over Division, D2. Division 4 had a good week. Epping had a very good week. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson Rivers had a really big tournament up there in Keene. So yep. um, Nick Fassett's doing a nice job with those guys. And Woodsville, uh, you know, lost to Stevens by 7. Uh, Parker Smith didn't play, but, you know, they, they competed pretty hard with Stevens. And they beat, earlier in the week, um... Littleton uh, beat Mascoma and Woodsville beat Franklin. So, good week for Division Four in that regard. Uh, Profile won the Lisbon tournament up there. Paul Greenlock got the title up there, so that was good over Lisbon. Uh, Sam Natty. Uh, Sam walked into the woods, has not returned. That's been three days now, so I think family and friends are concerned. Send your well wishes up to uh, Landaff, New Hampshire. But uh, it was a good week for Division Four, and all this will be covered in the Holiday Thoughts column. Now, just your takeaway from your time at the holiday tournaments. You said you went to uh, the Mike Lee Holiday Basketball Bash in Farmington. Yeah. You went to the Queen City Invitational. All day. Talk a little bit about both of those tournaments. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything like a city, like those city rivalries and, and, and that Queen City game when it's a packed house. You know, the West Central game, West was up 12 on Central late, and then Central just – it's in the DNA of those Central kids. They never give up, and they keep fighting. They're small. They're this, they're that. But uh, Antoine Rivera and, and those kids really battled back. Uh, David Baraka um, forced overtime. West won it in overtime. Um, 
but but the atmosphere over there was great. Lebanon now seems to have gotten over the KJ Maddie, you know, feeling bad for themselves phase, which is natural. Uh, Graham Chickering is really kind of more the facilitator. You know, um, I had a coach say to me, he goes, oh, so Milliken will just move over to point guard. Milliken's, you know Milliken's no. game very well. He's not a point guard. Hmm. Um, he's tremendous. He's a first-team All-State player, but he's not a point guard. So Chickering is really handling that. And the way Keith Maddie runs that offense, he runs a lot of high post stuff. So if you can run Chickering, who's got some decent size from the high post, you know, Matt Islander looked good. Uh, the kid Nolte, uh, the, the, the transfer from Vermont, played well. And um, they looked deeper than I thought Lebanon. You know, they got eight, nine guys mm-hmm. um, who, who can be effective for them. I thought Bedford looked pretty good. You know, the thing with Bedford, they didn't play with Troy Missouri, who's their leading scorer. Bedford shares the ball very well, mm-hmm. and they're very interchangeable. So defensively, Mark Elmendorf can switch on a lot of screens because you got a 6'2 guy, 6'3", 6'1", at every position. And they're all athletes. The, uh, the kid I like, uh, we talked about him on the phone. Max, Max Shardier. Max Shardier. I liked him a lot. One of the Shardier triplets. Yeah, I liked him a lot from Bedford. He's a kid who caught my eye. Um, I was sitting with uh, Tommy Dixon, a longtime Central friend of ours, Central uh, assistant coach under Doc Wheeler, and Matt Regan, the, the BG coach, um, and a good buddy of mine. So I, it, it's fun to sit with there. I saw Mike Romps, got to talk to him, former Dover coach and a friend of ours. He's going to do some games with me, which I'm really excited about. Dave Morissette, of course, was there because Exeter was playing Bedford early on. Um, Exeter just kind of depends on Morissette to score a lot. I think they take a lot of quick threes. Uh, I, like, I like Natola a lot. Like I like his game. Um, I think Exeter's going to be fine. Um, you know who gives them a nice minute is uh, Bobby. What, I, Cliche. Cliche, yeah. Mm-hmm. He gives them nice minutes, you know. Um, Bill Ball was there. Paid reverence. Um, and then uh, who else we got? Uh, oh, yeah, so that – that West Central game was a lot of fun, and then um, Dover uh, it took on Lebanon early, and Dover's going to struggle a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, um, I, Tyler Vicko can shoot for them pretty well, and I, I you know, I, but I think they're going to struggle only because Division One is is pretty top to bottom, pretty solid all mm-hmm. the way. There isn't that weak uh, Division One team. No offense to Pembroke, but last year every team knew they were beating Pembroke, mm-hmm. and that's not happening this year because, of course, Portsmouth. Oh, another thing you know to mention is yeah, Portsmouth went down. Playing without Joey Glenn, uh, lost to <laughs> – funny story is uh, they lost to uh, Cambridge Ridge and Latin on day one. That was a game last year. Remember, Cody Graham had like 37 points mm-hmm. against Cambridge Ridge and Latin. Yeah, they, were, they, they weren't going to let that happen. No. They, no, they, <laughs> Especially with no Glenn. It was the Trey Carrier joke where every, every time you went to get a drink of water, there were two Cambridge Ridge and Latin guys. And I guess in the handshake line after the game, they're like, yeah, we were game planning for you all yeah. week. Our coaches were not – um, and Alex Tavares didn't play in the next game against New Rochelle in New York. They battled that game, lost by a few. They they played pretty well, but um, obviously good for them to go down there. But Joey Glenn is something to monitor. He hopes to be back soon. He's got kind of an ankle injury. I hope that's all it is. Um, the x-rays seem to be negative, so hopefully he'll be back very soon because he's, he's obviously a force. You know, the legend uh, of Joey Glenn continues to grow despite that, okay? You've hyped him up so much. We've talked about him so much on this show and that Portsmouth team in general. When I was doing the games uh, at the Chick Fil A tournament in Nashua, Nashua South's got a big kid, a six foot nine kid on on the roster, yeah, 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 Clay yeah. Medlin, yeah, and, and he's pretty good. Um, he's not a dominator or anything like that, yeah. like Taylor Matos, but he's a pretty good, serviceable player. Big kid needs to grow a little bit. He's very, very thin. So we were talking about how he is six nine. They got Max Osgood, who's six foot five, and, and a man. And Lauren Gaudette was doing the games on the radio with me, 
And we were, I was like, there's not a lot of 6'9 kids. And she's like, well, Joey Glenn from Portsmouth 6'9. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if he's 6'9, I interviewed him. That means I'm 6'7. So. Yeah. So, no, yeah. Joey Glenn, you know, he's 6'5, but he's a hell of a player. Well, and another kid I want uh, that I will talk about in my column is, is Zach Swanson. <laughs> and uh, he is your old school back to the basket player. And not only do. Uh, kids not know how to play in the post or refuse to even try it. They don't know how to defend the post. And, you know, Ryan Kelly is a quarterback, so he knows how to deliver the ball to him. You know, they have a point guard by the name of Davis Jollimore does a nice job. But Ryan Kelly, just from the time I was there, you see him throw some passes at angles that other kids wouldn't see because he's a quarterback. He understands how to do it. But Swanson is tough. I mean, he doesn't, you know – He's he's got a spin move baseline, which is nice. He's got a fall away when he needs it, um, and but really what he does is just sort of that drop step, throw his shoulder into you and off glass, and it's it's money in the bank. I mean, he a lot of teams don't have an answer for that. He's a big, you know, Zach Swanson. We've covered him. We've talked to him. Great kid, by the way. Um, he's a kid who's a real force, and when he's doing that down low, it opens everything up for those interlake shooters. I mean, the thing with interlakes is they're not deep at all, but. Their top five, I mean, their starting lineup is as good as any starting lineup in Division Three. I mean, that that's a Final Four bus team, you know what I mean? And um, there's enough good teams. The, the team in Division Three, since we're just so potpourri in it here early in the show, something's going on with the scenic, man. That They shouldn't be losing to Epping, and they, they, sh- they shouldn't be losing to Conval either. Um, so something's going on over there. I Although don't they did just beat Conval in the holiday I tournament. understand that. Yeah, I know. I know. This is the fifth place games and all that stuff. I get it. But, I mean, when it gets to be the third game in third days, I come dubious. But <laughs> Evan McDonald, my buddy uh, from Central, of course, texted me yesterday. He said, are you going to the Dover Central game today? I'm like, Evan. Well, I was getting my daughter. I was getting Allison. But uh, that wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone even, yeah, if not. But uh, Central beat up on them, too. Yeah, I think Central's going to be okay. I think Central is a team. I said this on the phone to Jay McKenna because he, you know, he, was, he said, what do you think of Central? I said, Central's that team. They're going to be up 12 uh, late in the third and say, all right, all right. And then, boom, you're going to have to call timeout, and it's a two-point game. You know, Central's not going away. And um, Dave will get them there. I thought something really interesting in that game against West was late. They had a possession. A ball went out of bounds under their own basket. And Dave didn't even call the out-of-bounds play. I don't know if Kevin Bonney or Rich Otis called it from the bench, but my point is they probably only have one out-of-bounds play installed at this point. You know, I think Dave is really going back to basics early on, and Dave can coach as well as anybody in close games. He's won championships. Um, But, like, I think at that point he was just, you know, you know what I mean? Like, Dave's not doing anything special at the end of the game because they're not there yet. You know what I mean? It's just so early what on. What was it like watching Dave in that heated city rivalry game? It was good, man. With the atmosphere and all I loved, that. Yeah. I, uh, he was really funny. I said to him because he got a tee in that Portsmouth game. And I think it was one of those, I got to show my guys I'm sticking up for him tees, you know, which I think is, is smart. And uh, so, Dave, uh, I said to him before the game, I was like, thank you for that tactical. I said, you know, I know that was for me. And he goes, you want another one tonight? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to see him there. I, I miss I miss Doc a lot. And, uh, you know, I texted a little bit with uh, him and his, his, his wife, Jen, because he's doing some scouting for Rivendell. You're texting his wife, Jen? Yeah, Jen, well, Doc's or phone. Or using his phone. Yeah, no, no, Doc, Doc's phone wasn't working up there. So uh, uh, so he was, Doc's doing some scouting for Rivendell uh, in Vermont because his nephew's on the team. So I told Jamie Walker from Woodsville, my buddy, I said, uh, Doc Will is coming to scout you. He's like, what? 
The Elf Town, Rivendell, uh, from the yeah, Lord of the Rings it. and The Hobbit. You love it, don't you? You yeah. love it, yeah. There's not, uh, yeah. I was I'm going to one day be a scout for Rivendell. <laughs> they got Doc Wheeler doing it. I, I, as I told Jamie Walker, I was Doc Wheeler, know about basketball. I'm sure he wouldn't <laughs> find any flaws. But uh, yeah, so it was good. And um, yeah, I, I like doing the holiday column because I just bounce around a lot and so forth and so on. And, and good job by Belmont. You know, I think Trevor Hunt had a really good week, scored a thousand point. And, um, you know, they're another team that's in that mix. I think I, my my opinion is if there's one guy, like, kind of just with his hands, you know, just kind of, you know, rubbing his hands together and saying, okay, okay, in Division Three, it should be Eric Saucier because he's going, tell me who's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Tell me who we can't beat in, in March. And not, not only Conant's ready now, I, I do all their stats. JP record is he's putting too much scoring on his shoulders. They need two other kids to step they up They had a score. big game from Springfield, the freshman Peyton Springfield had – over 20 in one of those holidays. They days. need it. it. Absolutely. And maybe that's the kid. This is where you start in early January to see kind of kids evolve and stuff like that. Belmont's another team. He, Trevor Hunt's going to get his, but guys got to help him out. Yeah. And I think Interlakes helps Zach Swanson in the scoring load more than uh, Trevor Hunt gets help at Belmont. But, you can't do that. You can't help out when you're at the Celtics game and your team is playing. Uh, maybe I was going to say at the end of this segment, I have two wishes that have developed. Sure. Number one, that that kid's parents decided. You know, we got to drive back to New Hampshire, all that. Let's leave after the third quarter. <laughs> so they didn't see the 29 <laughs> he, he that he Isaiah dropped. Isaiah scoring 29 in the fourth And quarter. the second thing is, I hope at least one person at that tournament handover had a T-shirt, because I've seen this in the past. I escaped from White River Junction. Ah, hey, I used to love that. Uh, well, the A&W, was that, that was in West Lebanon, I think. They used to be, because my parents, my father's side of the family is from Vermont. So we used to drive up there in the 70s when, when I was a kid. And we'd always stop at the A&W. You know, it was the old drive-thru. And they'd bring the food out to you, which is cool, instead of the, the, the drive-thru windows that we know now. But I used to always go to that A&W. And I wish they would bring that bad boy back. I don't think I've ever. I, I did go to that tournament a few years ago to watch Littleton play against Lebanon. Um, so, yeah, they have that round robin. Um, you like the tournaments that have like the tournaments are and fun, and, yeah. and we'll talk about the fun. two tournaments that I went to. Uh, the Chick Fil A tournament in Nashville spent a lot of time there over the last few days, and I also got a chance to check out that Capital Area uh, Holiday Basketball Tournament at NHTI. Saw Paul Hogan, and they just run a great tournament, and that was a lot of fun. I saw a lot of good basketball, and we'll talk to Cole Etten from Bishop Brady. When is he coming on? Is he nine thirty? He's our next guest. He, he's got practice at ten, so he's going first, and then we'll have Jamie Hayes after. All right, we'll get to a break. We'll come back with Cole Etten and the Bishop Brady Green Giants. Uh, they did not make it to the championship game of the Capital Area Holiday Basketball Tournament, but I think Bishop Brady is going to be a force to be reckoned with in D two. We'll talk to their coach Cole Etten when we return to the New Hampshire. High School Hoop Show. Pete Terrier, along with Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire and NHSportsPage.com. Back here on the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Pete Terrier, along with Dave Haley, ESPN New Hampshire Radio and NHSportsPage.com. Each and every Saturday morning during the season, we're live on the radio for two hours Talking high school hoops with you, New Hampshire style. And I guarantee you, no one else did a show on Christmas Eve live. No one else is doing it live on New Year's Eve. But we're here for you. And we're talking about uh, the teams and the players and the coaches from around the state. And joining us on the phone line right now, the head coach of the Bishop Grady Green Giants, Cole Etten, is with us. Uh, Coach uh, Etten, good morning. Happy New Year to you. 
Good morning. Yes, happy new year to do. Thanks for having me on today. So I had a lot of fun uh, at the uh, Capital Area Holiday Basketball Tournament at NHTI in Concord. I was up there for uh, day two of the event. They had a couple, few girls games on day one. Then the boys tipped off on, uh, I think it was Tuesday, uh, two days after Christmas. And I got a chance to see your team play uh, the Pembroke Spartans in a very entertaining game uh, featuring a couple of Division II teams. And, uh, you know, I, I know you guys were really, really young last year after losing a lot off that championship team from two years ago. And it seems like some of these young guys, they have really progressed uh, not only with the year of varsity experience under them belts from last year, but obviously the offseason stuff and players like Bryce Johnson and, and Matt Quirk, they just continue to grow. And, and I think you guys are going to be a pretty good basketball team this year. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, there's a there's a lot of improvement that we can keep doing. But it's important as uh, the coach that we keep doing the same things consistently in the entire program year after year. Uh, and we hope that, you know, the, the players are, are learning and taking what we do every year and applying it to the next year. But we've had a lot of guys work hard in the gym in the offseason. We have a lot of guys that are continuously working hard in the gym now. Uh, and, you know, we can we're starting to see a lot of that, that work that they put in um, and we're starting to see it in the game now, so it's it's fun to watch. This was a good. Um, I mean, it's basically the same field every year in that tournament, but this was a particularly good field because of just the level of those teams. Concord, of course, is improved, um, and they got a, an all-state player in in Matcharu, and then um, you know, obviously, Kirasaj was is the preseason favorite. I think still the favorite in Division Three. John Stark has improved so forth and so on. What we were talking to Nate Maserol last week on the show from Nashville South about, you know kind of the balance you try to have in Christmas tournaments between I want to make sure I play everybody, but, you know, we're also trying to win the game, but, you know, what's the priority? How do you kind of treat, you know, whether it's two games in two days or three game, three games in three, how do you sort of treat these Christmas tournaments? Uh, well, you know, we take it one game at a time. The important thing is, and the other fun thing about it is that you play, you hope to play teams that you don't play in the, the normal season for us. Uh, and Kearsarge is one of those teams, so it's, it's good to be able to play teams and, and see what they do. Uh, and the other important thing that, that we like to do is we like to learn from the game. Uh, it's important that, you know, you learn from the mistakes, but it's also important to learn from the things that you're doing well. And then now we have to apply it, though. You know, we played in the games. We won one. We lost one. It's important that we take, we take what we did good and we take what we did bad and we improve upon it uh, going forward in the season. Because, you know, the Christmas tournament, it's a good opportunity uh, for us to, play and you know it's a, it's a lot of fun i enjoy going to the, the concord tournament uh each and every year coach uh i know we talked about you played pembroke and and i actually like that pembroke team they're kind of like you guys from last year except they don't have the one senior yeah. like you did last year with joe bell uh but they really impressed me uh sean menard jake sherman uh, they've got some good players, good shooters, good young players as well. So, like you said, this this Concord area uh, basketball is really seems to be on the upswing right now. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of good teams in the in the tournament this year, and you know we we've seen those teams in the summer, and it's been a lot of fun to be around good basketball and you know have some good competition in the area for the guys to play along with. So, it, it's a terrific tournament and. Uh, Paul Hogan does a terrific job each and every year with the tournament, so it's fun to be there. So what do you think of the landscape in Division II, Portsmouth leaving? Um, I had I had one Division II coach say to me 
after uh, Portsmouth beat up on Central in that opener, he said, do you see Do you see why we needed them to go to Division <laughs> Why we needed them to move up? You know, they've been doing this for a few years in Division Two. although you beat them, of course, in the finals a couple years ago. But, you know, Pembroke is back. Portsmouth is gone. Pelham's back. Um, well, how do you kind of look at the landscape? I know you're a one-game, uh, one-game-at-a-time guy. Um, you you may be 26 years old, but you speak like a 45-year-old coach. <laughs> You're doing it well, buddy. But how do you look around? I mean, Lebanon's the favorite. KJ's hurt. Um, you know, Hallsbrook line, you know, you guys are right in that mix. What's your insight about the division at this point? Well, you, you always hate to see teams like Portsmouth leave. You hate to see good teams go that you can't play anymore. But it's it's good that we do have Pembroke back. It's good that we have Pelham back because they're good programs and they're – they're good to play against. Um, and again, it's, it's good to play them and learn from what you've done in the game. Um, but I, it's tough to take an outlook on the whole season. The season's very young right now. You know, we played two games. And unfortunately, we don't play again until January 10th. So we have a little break here for us to take a look at what we've done already in our games and, and learn from what we've done and hopefully keep on improving um, on a continual basis here. What do you think this team's going to be? When I talked to you for the previews, you mentioned you know uh, there was a real focus on defense, which it always is for you guys. But what do you, what will you focus on between now and January tenth? Uh, well, right now, I, I mean, it starts with me. I've got to be able to get the players to play on a consistent consistent level. Um, so you know, we're going to focus on practice going forward, playing consistently on both ends of the floor. Um, and, you know, it starts with me. I've got to be able to prepare the players in practice and prepare them in the game to to execute the game plan that we want to each and every day. So, you know, that that will be one of the big things that we we spend a lot of time on in practice these next week and a half that we have. Coach uh, Cole Etten from Bishop Brady is our guest. His uh, Green Giants team, as you said, you don't even play next week. <laughs> you get back in action uh, a week from Tuesday on January 10th. So that's kind of a weird layoff uh, really early in the season. Good thing you did get three games uh, this week uh, in the holiday tournament. I want to talk t- about a couple of your guys, uh, a kid who I think has improved a lot, Bryce Johnson. Uh, he's only a junior now, correct? Yeah, he's a junior. So he's the little brother of Brendan Johnson. He's a different player, I think, than Brendan is. Both yep. of them – have the ability to drive the basketball. They can take it to the hole, but they also both have that good mid-range game yeah. in addition to the ability to knock down three-point shots. Bryce is shots. taller, right? Bryce. Bryce, I think, is maybe an inch or two taller. He's also a lefty. Yep. Uh, that's his uh, dominant hand. But talk a little bit about what he has done uh, since you've had him in the program. Well, I mean, I've had him since he was a freshman, and he's matured a little bit now. And – one of the things I, I really enjoy watching Bryce do is he just he has this knack for wanting the ball and being able to cut to the right spots on the court. He does it so well. And the other thing that makes him difficult on offense is he has a lefty hook shot. And a hook shot, whether you're lefty or righty, is not an easy shot to defend. So he really cuts well. He goes to the rim very, very well. Um, and he just has a knack for you know finding the right the right cuts and the right moves to to get to score the the basketball. I, I I don't mean to correct you on live radio, but you just said he had a hook shot. Kids don't they don't do that. Did you, did you want to no, rephrase that? Did you make a mistake? It's not a shot you see a lot anymore. And it's, again, whether you're left or you're righty, if you have a hook shot, it is tough to defend. 
That was my big shot, Dave. The hook shot. Oh, and the and the rebound, the offensive rebound and putback. They couldn't that stop was, it. The CYL the league. That was the key to, to guarding me. I'm more I'm more apt to go out in the woods today with my daughter snowshoeing and run into Bigfoot in the middle of the woods <laughs> than I am to see a kid do a post moves. So I'm 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 very excited to hear about Bryce Johnson. Zach Swanson from Interlakes is like a like a unicorn to me. I love these kids who play with a back to the back. What what are your what are your thoughts on that, Cole? I mean. I'm the angry old man. I've turned into that. You know, today's music stinks and nobody posts up, so it is what it is. But um, what do you think about, because for me, I had the opportunity to become you know, fairly close with, and so did Pete with Wendy and Gabriel. We covered him. I quote-unquote coached him in the Seacoast tournament, which which meant, Wenyan, would you like to go in? Wenyan, would you like to come out of the game? <laughs> but but Wenyan needed to, to go to the NBA. He needed to prove that he was a perimeter player, and he's done that, and he will play in the NBA, which is awesome. But some of these kids, I'm just like, what do you, why are you six foot four and you're shooting 22-footers? What, what is your thought on all this? Well, I mean, I think it starts with the way that the NBA is playing right now. If you, know, if you want to get drafted and you're seven feet tall, if you can't shoot a three, chances are you're not going to get drafted. Right. So I, think it's, I think it's the way our, the whole, our whole country is really transformed our basketball and the style that we play now. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting take. I never really thought of it that. Well, yeah, but these way. kids aren't going to the. They're not going to the NBA, right? Do they if not you, know if that? If you look at, if you take a look at our other countries too, like Europe, um, yeah, so they they move the ball so well, but all those guys, uh, they have to shoot the ball, right? And you know, they don't they don't play their back to the basket anymore. So I think it it, it starts with uh, our, the 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 people that we're watching on TV and how um, the youth groups have kind of change now too yeah it's interesting i want to ask you about the development of matt quirk because he was also on the team since he was a freshman although his freshman year was a year before you took over uh as a head coach at bishop brady but this kid i I remember he was you know he was a piece you know a role player he was their fifth starter on the championship right but now and he's just grown i mean this kid is big I mean, he's small kid in terms of height, but very, very muscular and strong for a little guy. I mean, he must work very, very hard in the gym. Yes, uh, he's hit the weight room a tremendous amount this offseason, um, and I believe he still goes even after practice or before practice sometimes. Um, but he's made a big commitment uh, to Bishop Brady itself. Um, you know, he's played soccer this season for the school, um, so he's just a tremendous athlete overall, and you always want your athletes to be able to play the sport. And, you know, he, he puts a lot of time and work in the gym. So we're happy to see a lot of the improvement that he's had since I've had him as a sophomore. I got something for you to help your team work on uh, in practice while you, you know, have a uh, bye week this week. Coming oh, boy. Up. Uh, get them properly <laughs> pronouncing uh, arrow Millimaki. Because I asked three or four different Brady players, and I didn't get a chance to see Arrow. It's E-E-R-O, which I believe his first name is pronounced Arrow. Correct. But the last name, M-Y-L-L-Y-M-A-K-I. No one knew how to say his last name on your team, and I asked like four or five different players. <laughs> it's Milamaki. Milamaki? Milamaki. Milamaki. All right, so it's it's a lot easier then it looks because when you read the name, you're like, "What? This is too many consonants in the name." Hey, hey, Cole! Before we let you go, um, 
Give us an update on, um, and I've seen a little bit online, but for people listening, how Jordan Bell and uh, Joe Bell are doing. Uh, Joe is at Trinity. Jordan is playing great for Colby Sawyer. But how how are those guys doing? Yeah, uh, Jordan's doing terrific. Um, he's, I believe he's still the lean scorer right now on Colby Sawyer. He's having a terrific season this season. Last year he was hurt at the beginning of the year, so it kind of impacted his whole season. But he started off great at Colby Sawyer. Joe's doing terrific. Trinity's a... a a powerhouse in uh, Division Three basketball in New England and really the country, and he's getting about five to ten minutes a game right now. So both of them are doing tremendous. Um, and Brendan Johnson is actually on the Endicott basketball team as well. Right oh, now. nice. So okay. Oh, so with Keith Brown and Kamal Walker, yeah, Rob O'Brien, yeah, O'Brien from Conant, too. yeah. Wow, a lot of New Hampshire kids down there. That's great. All right, Coach. Well, thanks so much. Enjoy your uh, your New Year's Eve and. Uh, I know that we got you. Do we have? Is it the Brady Hollis? But we talked to Coach Susie, who was your coach when you were in high school, and we were talking to him about what it's like for him to see you or coaching against you. And he's like, "We haven't even played them in the two years uh, that we've been uh, coaching against each other." So, are you guys on Hollis Brookline schedule this year? We are. We do. I believe it's in, not till February though that we that we're we doing that them. one. Yeah, we should. Yeah, cool. We, we just did the interview. We never mentioned your age once. See, there you go. <laughs> Look at how we've come. How far we've come in three years. <laughs> Win a title in your first year, and you're off the show. Yeah, there you right, go. Coach? There you go. Hey, I, before we let you go, I want to give a shout out to one of your players, John Skiin. Am I saying that right? Yeah. So I'm walking into the gym the other night, and this kid says, "Hey, Pete, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Hey, buddy," because I, I, you know, I didn't know who he was. Pete, you're a celebrity. And you I looked, I looked at and saw number ten on the jersey, and immediately looked it up on the roster. So one of my new favorite players, John Skian from Bishop Brady. There you go. All you gotta do is say hi. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Thanks, Coach. Uh, we'll talk to you next year. Thanks for having me on. All right, Cole Etten from Bishop Brady, joining us on the program. In the next hour of the show, we'll talk with Jamie Hayes from Newmarket Mule Hoop, one of the great. Twitter account. I like them. They defend man to man. They do a nice job defensively. Jamie is one of the better uh, coaches of man to man defense. Like he's a very good teacher in that respect. So he does a nice job. So we'll talk to uh, Coach Hayes uh, at the in a little bit after the top of the hour after we get the Beals Insurance scoreboard. We'll take a timeout now. We'll come back. I want to talk about the Chick fil A tournament? What I saw in Nashua over the last few days as uh, Merrimack wins their second straight championship, and I actually did a girls game yesterday yes, on the radio, good. Which, which was pretty fun. So we'll talk about that when we return to the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, ESPN New Hampshire, and nhsportspage.com. ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. Heading up to the top of the hour, it's hour number one, New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, Pete Terrier, Dave Haley, we've got Tim Glenday, Producing this thing. It's New Year's Eve, and yeah, we're still doing a live radio show. Thank you very much. I want to talk a little bit about my experience at the Chick-fil-A National Holiday Basketball Tournament. I think it's one of the premier tournaments in the state of New Hampshire. Although this year, I will say that the competition wasn't as good. Uh, I think Sauhegan is very much down. Goffstown is very much down. Both of those teams got blown out. Uh, North beat Sauhegan in the opening round. Goffstown was losing 17 to 2 out of the gate to Nashua South, 29 to 9 at the end of the first quarter. South looked like world beaters, and then they lost their next two games. They yeah. lose to Thornton Academy out of Saco, Maine, and then they lost to Nashua North yesterday. 
Merrimack, typical Merrimack, man. They're better than than we thought they were. They're not who we thought they were. Well, yeah, and you know they're they're going to. It was funny when I talked to. <clears throat> every time I talk to Tim, it turns into a twenty twenty five minute conversation, and he usually go, "All right, we could do this all day. We got to get off the phone." But he, you know, he he has a great player in Ian Cummings, who I think who is, is developed. He's developed into a oh, great player. Oh yeah, I love that kid. And he, you know, he was first team All State in my in the preseason, and he's, he's he hasn't moved off that ledge. And you know, then you got a kid like Danny McKillop, who's so hard nosed, so smart, and is is scoring. You know, and just kind of effective down low. He's rebounding. <laughs> his dad. I, I was talking to his dad. Uh, who was the PA announcer for the Merrimack? Football oh no, games. And we they're know. they're still stinging over that Bedford loss. By the way, yeah, they they that's gonna that's be not one that they're going to take that with speak them. Speak from a, a guy who's forty five years old. That's not going away. I know. Anytime soon, I'm <laughs> I know. still stinging myself. Yeah. But he told me that Danny hit a couple of threes. He's like he's never really even taken really? threes, and he hit two like back to back. Oh, that's funny. I'm sure Goodrich was like, no, yes. they're they're going to grind you out, and they're physical, and they play that. You know, that's a tough gym to win at, and I think if you're Tim. You're looking at that team saying, if we can go 7-2 and two at home, um, we're going to be all right. Yeah. I mean, it's a 12-6 and six kind of season. Yeah, I think they're going to be better. They got a big guy, Alex Thornton, uh, a freshman, Jared Dyer. Uh, you know, Owen Ploss, I think, is a, is a good player. Dyer's the, the kid of the Nashua family, right, you told me about? Yeah, that's Jeff Dyer's son yep. is what I'm told. I played baseball with Jason Dyer, who was Jeff Dyer's little brother. Well, Tim told me in the preview He's the that one they that, were... that, that I broke my arm at Holman Stadium. The one time I get on the field at Holman Stadium, which is like a dream yeah. of, you know, back then anyways, for a Nashville kid growing up. Yeah. Top of the first inning, I collide with Jason Dyer, our shortstop. I'm the center fielder. I break my arm. I fall to the ground. I break it again. Double compound fracture in my arm. Top of the first inning. <laughs> At Holman Stadium, three batters in, I was out. And, uh, you know, me and Jason, Jason Dyer was like the fullback on the Nashville football team back then. He was a big, big dude. So there's my, uh, there's my, Merrimack, my, my glory story. Merrimack Bedford on these airwaves Tuesday night. I know, and that's very interesting because I, is, I think the game's at Merrimack, too. It's at Bedford. So that game's going to be the game of the week on ESPN New Hampshire's Friday Night Lights, which is actually on Tuesday for some reason. We'll be out at Curacao's Campbell. Yeah, I'm looking and forward to that. And hopefully another game we're working on. We need a videographer. We got another hour to go on the show. Jamie Hayes from Newmarket will join us. Justin McIsaac will join us. Stick with us, please. <laughs>